Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of the Information Security Media Group. Kurt Barker is the Chief of the Computer Security Division at the National Institute for Standards and Technology. His group is responsible for many of the special publications NIST issues that government agencies and even private companies follow to assure their IT systems comply with information security regulations. Welcome, Kurt. How are you doing today? Pretty well. How about you? I'm fine. Thank you. What's at the top of NIST's Computer Security Division's agenda these days? One is working on aligning our product assurance activities with industry, business models, and product development practices so that we can foster a reasonably strong level of assurance in at least understanding the security properties of systems, but not get in the way of their uh, development and marketing activities any more than, than necessary. Uh, when the government says, we're here to help you, people tend to duck for cover. Why do you think this is a concern? Is government getting in the way? We have some fairly robust security and security conformance programs that are in place. As they relate to products in the cryptographic product area, there's a crypto module validation program and the cryptographic algorithm validation program that are pretty well established and industry knows what to expect and the process for validating uh, cryptography for use by the U.S. government is in place. It, it's had time to really shake its way out, the rough spots. When we start looking at computer systems, software products, and even other products that are covered by the common criteria like firewalls and that kind of thing, we've kind of had a long history of having good criteria for industry to meet, but trying to work out how much involvement government should have in the conformance process has been difficult. Years ago, there was the Orange Book exercise, the Trusted Computer System Evaluation Criteria, and getting through that process was time-consuming and very expensive for companies. We didn't end up with a lot of high-assurance systems. And then under the common criteria, I think the situation improved significantly. And what we would like to do is to further improve that so that as new products are developed by vendors and come on the market, they can do so in a, having been through a process in which we can at least from the federal point of view make fairly confident statements regarding their cybersecurity properties. This requires a little different relationship between government and industry than we've tended to have in the past. The other area that we are, have been working in the conformance area has been primarily impacting government agencies, but it is Federal Information Security Management Act, or FISMA, system certification and accreditation requirements and processes. The process has improved, I think, the, the level of security in the government, but it can be, I guess I'll say, very process heavy. We are working within government and within industry to try to have more automation of the conformance process. The, the more that you can have machines check, for example, security configurations of your operating systems, the less manual process, the less expense, and the less time-consuming the conformance process tends to be. How far along are you in that? With respect to configuration of some of the more commonly employed uh, systems, we actually have tools available that, that are being used for, again, this is conformance of configurations. number of 
organizations have automated tools supporting other aspects of FSMA compliance, but we, we need to do better, and we're working that fairly actively as, as a priority this year. Is there a way to quantify how much of this compliance is automated at, the, at this point, and how far do we have to go? It's difficult at this point, mostly because some of the processes can't be automated. The, the management processes that determine whether or not you are actually using the tools and whether you're acting on the results that you get from having used the tools kind of thinking of an exercise that uh, an industry organization has just gone through in which they grew controls into 20 categories, about 15 of which were auditable and therefore perhaps subject to automation, and the other five were not. I think in terms of a target figure, if we can end up with three-quarters of our controls subject to basically automatic checking against some checklist as a philosophical approach. We're still going to be stuck with a quarter that are management in or operational in nature. And at that point, it's really more a matter of responsible security management than anything else. Let me just be clear. You, you, one of the goals this year is to make it easier to find things in the standards. To, to improve the ability to search for controls that are applicable to the users or system owners' specific purposes. The government documentation far more frequently has a table of contents than it does an index. Tables of contents are a little bit like the signs that you see in the grocery store telling you which aisle to look down. They're organized with a specific set of goals and objectives in mind, and if someone's coming in with a little bit different frame of reference, it's not intuitively obvious where to look for what you need. So one of the things that we are working is basically improving this uh, ability to find controls, and that project is ongoing. Would that be using search engines? They have looked at the at search engines as a possibility. I don't know exactly where he is in terms of the decision-making process for how he's, he's implementing it. But, but the idea be, it would be perhaps a, some kind of technology solution versus when you may reference to an index rather than just something at the back of the publication that has an index. It wouldn't be a static paper index, no, because that would be entirely too static. The, you, the needs change over time, the contents change over time, and it, we need to be more agile than that. What other goals does NIST have for the Computer Security Division? I guess I'll group them in a number of categories at the most, for the most part. Most of them are technical in nature. Security technology area, or the, particularly the cryptographic area, we are working on our secure hash competition. It's a transform that will take a large block of information, digest it down to a short string of nominally 160, 256, 512 characters, uh, which can then be used for digital signature purposes so that you have some assurance in the source uh, and content authenticity of your information. It's probably time that we come up with a new set of algorithms, leave a target in place for two long, people begin having success. In the case of the hash algorithms, some related algorithms have been pretty much broken and we think it's time to come up with a new set. So we have an international competition underway for a new hash algorithm. We're also looking at key management issues. Cryptographic functions are most easily defeated if someone is careless about how they handle the this variable string or key that allows it, uh, for example, encrypted information to be decrypted or a digital signature to be checked. Management of that on the scale of thousands or even 
maybe low millions, is something that I think we probably have a pretty good handle on. But as we look into the future, I think that we're going to be managing much larger numbers of, of cryptographic keys. We need to have a fair amount of research going into efficient and effective key management. That's kind of the security technology area. And systems and network security, the exciting work that we're kind of beginning to look at has to do with security properties of technologies like Web 2.0, cloud computing, and so on. And while these are exciting uh, technologies from the standpoint of management of uh, information resources, we need to fully understand the security properties of those systems so that if I send my information to a company which is going to handle processing and storage of that information, I need to be sure that the information is actually well protected. I need to understand the mechanisms much better. So we're looking into security properties of technologies like cloud computing and are hoping to be able to come up with recommendations regarding implementing them in a manner that protects the security and privacy of the users. Security management and assistant area, this is where we are, have been mostly doing the FISMA work trying to improve the usability of some of the documentation and assessing the completeness of the control set. We're also working at extending our outreach activities, uh, particularly where we're dealing with organizations who voluntarily adopt the FISMA-based standards. And many of those, because it is voluntary, will have a tendency to adopt a subset of the standards, uh, either because it's easier, it's affordable, or for some other reason. And we need to be able to explain the interrelationship of those. I guess the analogy I use sometimes is that when you start picking subsets of standards and saying that some security controls are more important than others, you're kind of giving the bad guy a, a roadmap to where to hit you because the adversaries most commonly try to attack us where we're not protected rather than where we are. Thanks, Kurt. Okay, great. That's Kurt Barker, Chief of NIST Computer Security Division. I'm Eric Chabro of the Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.